hosts. And this is what's going on in the wildlife side. As part of the bonus of Wildlife Conservation Insights, the podcast dedicated to the connections between wildlife and human beings. For the first bonus, I will start with a special focus on species loss and a hand with two really neat news. Ready? Go! If you go on traffic.org, you will find a pretty thorough report regarding the fact that uh, threatened species such as pangolin, great apes, African civets and species of antelope are still commercially traded in open bushmeat markets. Despite legal protection in Cameroon and the Republic of Congo. But more interestingly, the report suggests that less protected animal substitutes may be at risk of overexploitation in the future as a result. The reports observed trends that may indicate the need not only to increase monitoring of bushmeat markets, but also expand surveys to include non-threatened and therefore less protected species that may be emerging as substitutes for traditional medicine markets. What they found out is that porcupine bezoars are sold to East and Southeast Asians and Cameroonian traditional medicine practitioners to treat serious diseases like cancer. It isn't known at this stage if bezoars are sold solely as a byproduct of the meat trade or if the species is targeted as an emerging source for traditional medicine. Okay, now what is a bezoar? Bezoars are solid masses of inedible or undigested material accumulated in the GI tract, gastrointestinal tract. They can be made of a variety of items such as fur, fruits, um, cellulose, tannin, vegetables, seeds. Rarely, some can have a composition similar to that of gallstone and bile duct stones. Based on what is happening with African pangolins, uh, the most traded mammal in the world, who is now threatened with extension, you can imagine what can happen to porcupine population. That's actually very scary. Traffic highlights the need to monitor the bezoar trade to prevent the disaster that is happening to pangolins. Another concerning species, the grey parrots. Uh, despite the CITES um, 2017 ban on the international commercial trade in grey parrots, and its protected status in both countries, so Cameroon and Congo, the species are still being traded, mostly schools and feathers, in the Congo. I will send you links in, in the podcast where you can actually go and connect to know more about uh, what's going on and what is reported uh, by traffic. Uh, now I wanted to talk about four species that are now unfortunately extinct in the wild. So each year the IUCN Red List declares species that have recently gone extinct or extinct in the wild. Um, species become extinct with 
many reasons, but the main ones are actually uh, human interaction, such as habitat destruction, hunting, trading, and also diseases. This last decade, uh, eight bird species, including two species of Macau, uh, have their extension confirmed following new assessment of critically endangered species. For the first time, mainland extinction are outpacing island extinctions. So this is changing and this is more concerning as well. Okay, so let's talk about now the four species. The first one is a beautiful one. Um, it's a speak macaw, which is also known as the little blue macaw. Uh, this species is native to Brazil. Uh, it is now extinct in the wild. The last individual in the wild disappeared in 2000. Only um, 177 captive individuals are now existing in the world. The second species is the splendid poison frog, Ophasia speciosa, which was declared extinct recently. This frog species was endemic to western Panama. Its natural habitat are humid lowland and mountain forests. The main threads are disease, uh, chytrids mostly, or maybe we'll talk about that in the, in the next bonus. Habitat loss from logging and human settlement as well as illegal pet trade. The third species is the Pinta giant tortoise. So this species was really famous um, because or due to the fact that George, the last individual, passed away. You could find that in the news everywhere. It, uh, it was really sad. Disease was the main cause uh, in this species. And now the four species going its extent are the Guam kingfishers. They got extinct in the wild due to invasive species in the habitat concomitantly to new diseases introduced by other species that were not endemic uh, to the, the natural habitat. Okay, so this can seem a little bit depressing. It's the reality that we are facing now. And focusing on good news, which is also really important, on the happy side, if you go on Mangabi News, uh, that's a wonderful website actually, you will find plenty of different uh, reports. You will find uh, Ecuador to announce the creation of the Hermandad Marine Reserve of the Galapagos. That's really awesome news because this place is within critical migration routes of vital species like uh, whale sharks, which are iconic species, sea turtles, but also hammerhead sharks, humpback whales. Ecuador had initially announced the expansion of the marine reserve encircling the Galapagos Islands in November at the COP26 climate summit in Glasgow in Scotland. Panama, Colombia and Costa Rica will also join Ecuador to create a large marine corridor between the four nations by extending and joining their current marine protected areas. It's a little bit of number here. 
this reserve covers an additional 60,000 square kilometers near the Galapagos, in addition to the existing 138,000 square kilometers. This new reserve will ensure a safe pathway for creatures traveling to and from Costa Rica's Cocoa Island. That's really the way to go through cooperation and joining forces. In this case, to protect and preserve the critical migration routes for these iconic species, finally to benefit the ocean through the food chain and the, the protection of the habitat. A little bit of background, if you know a little bit about Galapagos, this might not help you, but I didn't know. The Galapagos Marine Reserve was created by Ecuador in 1998, and this reserve actually protects more than 50,000 square miles of ocean that hosts some of the Earth's highest level of endemism species found nowhere else in the world. The existing reserve is an example of one Earth benefiting people through fishers, but also through improving tourism and endemic population, animals and the ecosystem. This example also highlights how critical it is to preserve the ocean. The ocean absorbs uh, nearly a third of emitted carbon dioxide and over 90% of excess heat. So the ocean is really, really crucial and uh, the focus now on the ocean is um, way more important than it used to be, although Jean-Jacques Cousteau already pointed out uh, how important it was to, to preserve and protect the ocean. So yes, now it is really, really important because of uh, the fact that the ocean absorbs all this excess heat. It plays a big role in climate change. The last news I wanted to share with you today has been published on the United Nations from December 24th. And this is a very inspiring, inspiring story as well. It's called The Sea Woman of Melanesia. These women are a group of divers who give women in the South Pacific region the skills to monitor the health of coral reefs and create and restore marine protected areas. These women have been named Champions of the Earth the United Nations highest environmental award in the inspiration and action category. The United Nations General Assembly has declared the years um, 2021 through 2030 the United Nations Decade on Ecosystem Restoration, which is designed to prevent, halt, and reserve the loss and degradation of ecosystems worldwide. So the Sea Women gather a group of over 30 members monitoring the health of fragile coral reefs that surround Melanesia. They work in the Coral Triangle, which is a huge region that covers about 5.7 million square kilometers between the Great Barrier Reef and the island archipelagos of Melanesia and Southeast Asia. As you can imagine there, the threats are increasing human population and pollution. 
The good news is that coral reefs are resilient and can recover if the marine environment is safeguarded. So their goal is to monitor the health and to help protect the environment in order for coral reef to regenerate, to give them the time to regenerate. The Sea Women Initiative, which has worked across the Solomon Islands and Papua New Guinea since 2018, supports marine protected areas in the two countries to ensure there is abundant fish life for villagers to rely on in the future. Thanks for listening to what's going on in the wildlife side. The first bonus from the Wildlife Conservation Insights podcast. You can find more as usual about myself and the show, including this bonus on estelpet.com. If you like it, share it, hit subscribe and leave us a review. If you have conservation stories you would like to share with us, please do not hesitate to reach out. Bye-bye.